If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Hello and welcome to Newborn Mothers Podcast. Today we're interviewing Gabriella, who is um, zooming in from the Midlands in, in the UK and is here to chat to us today about being a single mum. Now, obviously you are a single mum, but I also know you have a podcast and I think you're writing a book. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It's It's been a busy time <laughs> the last few months. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, um, the, I'm writing a book. It's called The Single Mama's Guide to Pregnancy. Um, so that's due for release um, around mid-September. So yeah, it's, it's the first book I've ever written. It's about the first pregnancy I've ever experienced. So it's all very new to me. So yeah, a lot of fun. That's awesome. And do you want to tell us a little bit about like you've got one child, is that right? And then and how did you get into this professionally as well? Yeah, so for me, it, it all sort of started when um, I found out I was unexpectedly pregnant. This was two years ago, so it was uh, right around July in 20, 2018. Oh, was it 2018? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, how old is my kid? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I found out that I was pregnant. I did have a partner at the time. Um, I had a boyfriend. We'd been together for a couple of years. Um, he he wasn't interested in being a father or, you know, participating in the whole parenting game. Um, but I I was I was like you know I feel ready I feel like I can do this. Um, so so I made the decision to go ahead with the pregnancy by myself. Um, and it's funny because I say by myself, but I have plenty of support with friends and family and and all the rest of it, but without a romantic partner. Um, and, and at first I felt really like heartbroken that, you know, my pregnancy wasn't going to be the sort of perfect traditional ideal. Um, so I made, used every single self-development technique that I'm aware of pretty much um, as a yoga instructor to apply to kind of heal and to bond with the baby before the baby was here um, and to empower myself for the birth experience and for the, for the fourth trimester as well. And as I was doing all of these different things, I was finding that more and more single pregnant women were reaching out to me and saying like, how are you doing it? Like, what are you doing? How, how are you not crying every day? Like, are you worried about postpartum depression with all of this that's happened? Because I am, um, you know, how are you navigating conversations? How are you celebrating this pregnancy? What are you going to do for the birth? All of these questions. Um, and so it just kind of, I, can't, I guess it kind of fell into place that it was going to be something that I would do uh, on a more kind of professional level and apply my yoga, my meditation, my coaching background um, into, into this, this realm. And I, I've loved every minute of it so far. So I'm really, really happy to, to be here. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And that often happens when, when women become mothers that we suddenly you know, opens up this whole new career, this new opportunity that we want to pursue. It's very, 
common. Um, and obviously they're often mother-related jobs, but also just more meaningful jobs. I think a lot of women have a baby and then like, you know what, I just don't want to go back to that nine to five anymore. I want to find something that's more rewarding, more valuable. Um, so what are some of the stereotypes that people have about single mums and, and about you particularly? I guess they're different at different stages too. Like when you tell someone you're pregnant and they're, you know, or if you're going around with your baby, yeah, what's it like? What do people think of you? Yeah, well, I think it's this is actually such a I, – I laugh quite a lot when I think about this because of the number of stereotypes and generalisations that are often made, the judgments that are made. I'm glad you have a sense of humour about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you didn't, you would end up, like, just, like, ripping people's heads off left, right and centre. Um, so, so, yeah, you kind of – you have to have a bit of a sense of humour about it for sure. And um, And I also have to admit and accept as well within this that – until I was a single mother, until I knew that I was going to become a single mother, um, I definitely had some of these judgments myself as well, because there's not a lot of positive single parent, single mother role models in the media or that are represented in history or, you know, anything, anything along those lines. And it's usually other single mothers or children of single mothers that have since grown up that actually will sing the praises of, of what, what's happening. So, um, so judgments can, can be everything from promiscuity is like a big one. Um, so, so many people will, will say, so, so like, do you know who his dad is then <laughs> about my son? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, so the kind of assumption that, you know, I, I was, I was sleeping around loads and that the assumption that that is a, a bad thing and something to kind of be called out on as well. Um, because obviously people love like having having a go about women's sexuality and and all the rest of it so that's that can be quite frustrating um even like for example i've had friends of mine at times in the past if if we're if i'm out with them and their husbands they'll they'll say like oh i'm just going to go to the toilet but like you two just just keep it keep it pg you know and they're like joking but it's like what because we've got some wine and i'm a single single mother you think i'm like going to jump on your husband like it's, it's well, totally crazy on its own that you're actually looking for a partner isn't it that you exactly. must be so desperate and so unhappy to be alone in the world you know definitely the the assumption from a lot of men um especially like strangers on the internet but actually even some men that that like I know from the past like that were friends or that I went to school with um I've had so many since I, since I first announced that I was pregnant and that I would be pregnant by myself. Um, I would have so many guys like on Instagram messaging being like, oh, hey, baby, like I can I can be be your baby's daddy and like and all this weird stuff. Um, so, so bizarre. And then the idea that we we must be quite manipulative people that have a kind of moral um, like moral issues in terms of maybe we tricked the guy that we fell pregnant with or um, that we're, that we're money grabbing, whether it's from the government or from that, that guy. So that there's loads and loads of, of different stereotypes um, that we're not coping. That's another one as well. Like, Oh, it must be so hard. And it's like, yeah, it is, it is tricky. It's definitely, you know, tricky, difficult at times. And there are challenges like I think there are for, for all parents. Um, 
but you know, we're not, we're not kind of crying into our Cheerios in the morning every day with the kids running riot and not behaving the way that they should. Um, at least no more than, than any other mother <laughs> is. So, so yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of stereotypes and judgments, but that having a sense of humor about it is, is pretty much the only way that you can get through that. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It sounds like you're a very positive, upbeat person. Yeah, and from my experience, I have friends who are single mums and um, are just much happier. Like they actually say that they can have a little bit better routine and a bit more like habits and things like that around the day because it's just them. And even I've heard other mums saying that um, single mums saying, and they could definitely relate to this, that when there's no other partner around, their attention is more undividedly on their children. Because I know when my husband and I get home from work, we're like, blah, 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 news, politics, work, you know, and the kids, like, they don't want to hear it. They're like, mum, mum, dad, dad, you know. So I think if you didn't have that other person there, you'd probably just be much more wholeheartedly with your kids when you're together. Yeah, definitely. I think the fact, like, like you say, that there's a lack of needing to negotiate on everything. Um, and that's, and for me, that's a really a good thing because I'll admit I, I have a control issue. <laughs> I, I love to, to make decisions for myself. I've always been a really independent person. Um, and everything from, you know, what I was going to name the baby, what his name was going to be and how I was going to want to birth or where I was going to want to birth. Um, and then into, you know, the way that I raise him, I, I am quite happy and comfortable with the fact that I don't have to negotiate that with anyone. Um, so yeah, there, there's definitely benefits to, to being a, a single mama for sure. Um, it just, it can take a little time if, if there was like a, a breakup or a, um, a betrayal or something like that in the, in those early days. Yes. And that's, I guess the difference with your story is you went into this by choice. You knew that that was what you wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and how do you think single dads uh, get sort of treated by society or stereotyped or judged differently than single mums? This is actually a really, really interesting one because with in, in my situation, um, my son's sort of other assumed parents, so his biological father, the baby daddy, he is completely not involved. So the last I heard from him was, uh, I think it was week 12 of pregnancy, we exchanged one text, which was me asking, you know, do you want to hear how things are going? And he said, I don't see any benefit in that. And I, I replied and, um, and said, oh, that's fine. The door's always open, but I won't contact you again. Um, and that was it. And so firstly, I suppose that the ability to, for a single dad to go and live their life completely free of of other people knowing or, or needing to kind of talk about it um and I'm sure that there are that you know it's these things are on their minds if they if that has been the case and that they they will sometimes maybe worry like you know I might bump into my kid in the street and how am I going to handle that or or you know what's my kid doing and and things like that but um on an outward level in terms of what other people know and the way other people treat them I think there's there's a big difference and and in fact, you know, it's, it's really funny that I, I actually have close friends of mine who, who were mutual friends, um, but only because they met him through me and they are still social media friends with him in spite of, of everything that's kind of happened. And 
that as well is another kind of representation to me of of the fact that although although people may feel that that it's it's wrong to walk out on your partner your pregnant partner and, and all the rest of it there is still an element of like oh at least he's just a guy you know what he's, he's a young guy and he didn't he wasn't expecting this and he made a choice but you know it might not have been the right one but you know d- does it really warrant anyone cutting him out or or anything like that so um so there's there's that side as well and the fact like I say that a guy can walk away um and and not have that responsibility um on them that's that's really very different I think um as a mother I, I can't imagine walking away from from that kind of situation whether it was physically walking away um, in terms of uh, you know moral support, in terms of financial support, in terms of wondering how that child is being raised, and and all that kind of stuff, I would I think that I think that a lot of mothers um, would like to be involved, and obviously are involved. Whereas I think there are a lot of men out there that that are not that keen on it, and you know they're they're not judged as much or as harshly, um, even by other women. And, and actually, on that. It's funny because I remember a long time ago, so I'm, I'm a big one for admitting my own mistakes, my own errors. Um, and a long time ago, I, I dated a guy briefly that had, um, had twin babies with another, another woman. Um, and he was, you know, he would talk her down and, oh, she's this and she's that, she's the other. Um, and I, was, and I was just, would just go along with it. And I didn't think twice that like, oh, well, actually there's two sides to every story. Um, so, so that's interesting. And then, and then also as well, it happens a lot more often than I think we know about or realize or acknowledge. Like on Facebook, I've got hundreds of Facebook friends, men that I know, guys that I know. Um, and it stands to reason that some of them will have children out there that they are not involved with. Um, and do I think, do I think about that? No, I don't. Whereas when I know that there's a single mother, I know that there's a single mother, you know? So, so it's, it's really interesting. Hey there, I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know that if you are really enjoying this episode, then you'll really enjoy Newborn Mothers Collective too. The collective is online postpartum training and professional development with over a thousand students from 40 different countries around the world. Wherever you are in your postpartum career, taking your first step or with decades of experience, if you feel a deep calling to work with new families during this life-changing transformation, Newborn Mothers Collective is for you. Learn more over at newbornmothers.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, I think it is definitely interesting. It, and it's almost like single dads are hardly even a thing. I mean, that must be difficult too for single dads, I guess. If there is actually single dads who are primary carers, they probably feel quite excluded from lots of things. Um, but yeah, because, you know, we don't even think about it really, do we? That, a, that there could be a single dad. I read an interesting article that actually prompted this question that wasn't about a single dad, but it was about two gay dads. And they said that the thing, the most striking thing they noticed was that no one ever came up to them in the street and said like, oh, your baby's too cold or, you know, oh, that baby's hungry or you need to pick them up or, oh, you should put that baby to sleep. You know, they just said that as a dad, 
the, it was all praise everywhere they want they went then all these everyone in all these strangers friends everyone was like what a great dad you're doing awesome yeah. absolutely I think that's that's so so true because um I, I think I've seen like a meme or something that's out there where it, where it says um it's about uh you know a, a woman's friend says to her like oh is um is your husband babysitting today and she and the mum's like you can you babysit your own kid? Like, that's his kid. What do you mean? Is he babysitting? Like, or like, um, oh, it's so good that he's helping with the cleaning. And it's like, it shouldn't be helping with the cleaning. It's his cleaning. <laughs> but yeah, it's, there's so many double standards. My husband took our three kids on a plane ride once to visit his parents without me. So he was single dad for a week. And um, he was amazingly helped out one of the kids was sick my my middle son he gets a lot of travel sickness so he vomited on the plane and he and my husband was like oh everyone was like passing me or like um wet wipes and you know helping me with the other kids and all this kind of thing i was like if that was me <laughs> everyone would have turned around and been like shh and like sorted out and glared at me and, and I know because i've been on a plane on my own with kids before and people are horrible so Anyway, it was quite funny. As a, as a single mum, different experience. Yeah, as a single mum, what I've learned to do in situations like that is to just ask for help. So if if I can see people glaring at me or staring or whispering or or anything like that, I just literally will turn to them now and say, "Oh, I'm sorry. Can you just hold my kid for a second? I need to get his his thing out." And literally just like pass pass my my kid over, <laughs> and then you know very very quickly they will soften up. But that's something, again, it's, I think resilience is so important. It's, it's so important to any, any mother, especially new mother, um, to build that skill. But as a single mother, you have to build it a lot quicker, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. And that shows your ability to be, you're clearly a very positive and optimistic person that you can turn these things around so quickly. So I think we could all learn a lesson from that. Um, what do other mums say that bothers you? So I actually just said it, like that he was single dad for, for a week. And I know that that's not really true. We should really say like solo dad or like solo parenting, shouldn't we? If it's just like a temporary thing. Um, yeah. But what is it that other parents say that you're just like, oh, you totally don't get it? <laughs> yeah, I think, again, I I try to not be offended or be like you know but there will occasionally be that kind of flicker of annoyance like occasionally yeah like if a, if a mum will say oh you know my husband's going away for the for, like for the weekend with his friends so I'm going to be a single parent or or oh, I was a single parent last weekend it was so hard um but to be fair nine times out of ten the mums that I know that have said things like that will then say how do you do it like you're amazing you you know like I did it I did it for a weekend and could hardly cope like how so there's so there's that um and then there was something actually the other day that um with another 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 mother and she she said something and I can't remember what the exact context of it was but she she was basically saying um I don't know oh I know what it was was that her nurse the the nursery that her kid goes to the um the staff there had said to her, oh, I think you should be eligible for uh, free childcare. Um, so, you know, you need to go on the government system and find out and blah, blah, blah. 
So as it turns out, that free childcare is only available for single single parents and on low on a low income. Um, so so she was posting online like, oh, I'm so offended. Like I'm so offended that she she thinks that I'm a single parent on a low income. Um, and and that annoyed me because I was like we're friends, we're very, we're reasonably close friends, and I'm a single parent, and I've been on a low income, especially during this coronavirus lockdown, like, that's, that, to be fair, has been the period of time, um, but it's, like, the kind of, the, the judgment of, like, I don't want people to look at me and think I'm a single parent, and that I, and that I need to, to take benefits from the government, you know, that was kind of the vibe that she was, she was putting out there, um, and yeah, so poverty is somehow like a character flaw. It's like a personality problem, exactly. not just like a situation you happen to find yourself in for a number of reasons. Exactly, exactly. And and again, like, you know, I I, I didn't didn't sort of fall out with her or anything like that. I just I sort of said to her, like, just just so that you as a heads up, like you may not know my exact financial circumstance, but like I'm actually one of those people. So, you know, don't be offended because I'm I, th- I think that I'm quite a, a good person and I, you know, I work hard and, and do all these other things. Um, so, so yeah, that was, that was one of, one of those things. Uh, and, and then I think one other thing as well that I find frustrating sometimes is that, again, that assumption that you are like low or miserable or that you're, co- you're not coping. So I've had friends of mine saying to me, like, how are you doing? Like, but they'll say it in like a, are you doing okay? Are you, you're collapsing aren't you <laughs> and I'm and I'm just like no I mean um, maybe you know maybe we had a bad night last night my kid he's um Walter he is 19 months old maybe he didn't sleep so well maybe I'm looking a bit tired I don't know do I look sick like um but but I think that that's kind of part of the the habit again with with knowing that there is someone who is a single parent a single mum um is again the assumption she 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 needs sympathy. She needs tea and sympathy all the time. And sometimes I just I just need a good laugh, you know. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, and I think that's why it's important to hear your voices too. Like, and and why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because when people, like, p- people don't usually do these things intentionally. They're not trying to offend you, but until they've kind of heard a different perspective it's hard for us to realize the impact of what we're doing so given all of that if you don't want tea and sympathy what can we actually do as a community as a society to make life a little bit easier and perhaps more inclusive for single mothers and probably for all single parents yeah I think I think there's two two things that I'm thinking about here one is um really really listening and being intuitive um so like I say sometimes we will want a cup of tea and we will want a hug but other times we actually might want to go on a night out for some drinks or we might want someone to to look after our my son for half an hour or whilst I go and take a shower or something like that um so being being intuitive about if you if you're gonna volunteer help if you want to help um, is make sh- making sure that it's the kind of help that's going to make us feel better by the end of it, rather than the kind of help that's going to make us feel like, you know, we, we've been a real burden or we've cried a lot or, you know, we feel really depleted by the end of, of like a pouring our hearts out in pieces kind of conversation. 
Um, and then the, the second thing that I was going to say there was if, if it doesn't seem or feel as obvious, what would really help us in, in that moment um, is to ask like specifically, like, what can I do to help you right now? Like, what would you feel, what would you feel, what would make you feel better if, if we're in a low, a low day? Uh, because like I say, you know, sometimes um, it would be for a friend when in the early days when my baby was first born, um, you know, people would want to, would say, oh, I'll come, I'll come over, I'll come over. Um, and actually, I didn't really want them to come over. I, I probably wanted them to say, let's go for a coffee. Like, you know, you, you sound like you're at home at the moment, you're stuck in that space, the baby's crying, you haven't seen other, many other humans for a little while or whatever, like, um, you've not had a treat, like, let's go, I'm going to take you out for coffee, I'll, I'll pick you up in five minutes, as opposed to, I'll come over, and then all of a sudden I'm panicking, like, the house is a mess, um, I'm a mess, like, it, you know, kids in the fridge and you've run yeah, out exactly, all of a sudden I've got to find some cake to, to yeah. present cake, because everybody wants cake while they're cuddling a baby, um, and, and yeah, it's, so I think that that's, that's a, a big thing and then so really sorry it's just about asking you what you want and not making assumptions yeah, yeah yeah definitely and and asking in general as well like uh and once and once a question has been asked once I think um not needing to ask it over and over so with my ex and I think that this is I think for to an extent it's partially because of other people's trauma attached to the fact that that you know I, I was by myself is that people I am by myself romantically is that people will still say to me that I've got some friends that every time I see them they'll say have you heard anything from him has he been in touch and I'm like we're really good friends if he'd been in touch I would have told you by now <laughs> like yeah. you know you don't have to ask every time that doesn't need to be you know every every time that's quite early in the, in the small talk yeah exactly it's like it's to be honest it's not something uh, that I really think about much anymore unless people will ask me specifically or um, unless people will share a piece of information that they know about him they've found out about him recently or, or something like that so um, so that's that's a big one and, and then the other thing I was going to say is to actually actively celebrate single mothers or single fathers but in this case obviously single mothers because that narrative I'm doing working so hard at the moment to really shift the narrative about single mothers and what a single mother is and that's the work that I'm doing with um single mama shine and and that side of of my work is to to celebrate the successes you know we've mm -hmm. got I've got single mothers in in my community who have just graduated university um so they've taken themselves through school I've got single mothers who have just bought their first house or who have taken their, their family on, uh, like one single mother, she's got two children and she is, has just got back from taking her children on like a round the world 12 month backpacking thing. It's oh, so, so cool. lucky she did that last year and not this year. <laughs> oh yeah, she literally, I think she got back in March. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, I know. And she literally, she went like, it was a lot of, there was a lot of sort of Southeast Asia and Asia involved as well. So she, she enjoyed it like before all of the the virus stuff so um but it's it's like that's not the they are not the stories that we see as often um and and you know they are the stories that deserve celebrating 
so so yeah yeah I love that I love that what I thought you were going to say about celebrating which I'm really glad that you said something else as well um but I thought you were going to say celebrating things together because I imagine it could be a bit lonely if you're a single parent like when your kid does take their first steps or it's a birthday or they start talking or whatever kind of achievements and you don't have someone to go like oh my gosh guess what happened today you know so I don't know do you feel like you've got people you can do that with yeah so for me at the moment I'm living with my parents and my sister so we've got a really nice like it's such a nice like family unit um that where there's there's almost always somebody else around to to celebrate those little moments with um and by the same token, there are times where I, I quite deliberately want to celebrate just me and the baby as well, strangely. So um, when was it? It was February of this year. Uh, I was really craving for me and him to go on a vacation together, just in the UK, like somewhere easy. Um, and, and so we went, my dad booked it for me as a birthday gift. And we went to, we went to Wales and stayed in a caravan for a week. Um, and that was actually really, really lovely. I mean, would it have been as lovely if we didn't have internet, if I couldn't send my family photos and upload them for my friends to see? Maybe not. Um, but, it's, but it's still, there are still some things, again, I guess it's asking again, um, because there are still some things where, where an independent, empowered single mama will want to enjoy sometimes specifically just her and, her and her children. Um, and that's and that's really lovely as well. So so yeah, being there for if if she wants that that extra sort of hurrah, but then also um, also giving her the space to to be a parent um, without without always having someone kind of you know looking over the shoulder and, and micromanaging the situation. I guess. Yeah, I love that. And what I always find, no matter who I talk to in motherhood and how diverse our experiences, it always comes down to the fact that we're all human and we all don't like people making assumptions about us. Um, and that really what, yeah, what we all want is just someone to ask what we want and to listen and to, to help us out and things. So, yeah, it's, we're not so different after all, are we? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, and so I think that's all, but I just wanted to let everyone know about your podcast. It's called the Single Mama's Shine podcast. It's available on Spotify. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I think it's, uh, it's available everywhere where, there's, where you can access major podcasts, essentially. Um, so, so, yeah, put it on all of those platforms. Um, and your and then, book, where can people find out about your book? So at the moment, they can find out about the book at the website, which is singlemamasshine.com. Um, you'll be able to get onto the wait list for all the details for when the book is actually released. Um, it will be on pre-release pretty soon. I'm not quite sure the date. So signing up to that mailing list will, will be the way to be one of the first to know. Fantastic. We'll put the, um, the link in the show notes for everyone if they want to find out more. Thank you so much, Gabriella. It's been lovely having you. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high-quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.